Hello. Hello. And welcome to another episode of Tacos and Tequila. I'm Peyton. I'm Sydney. And we have another doozy for you today. All the doozies. Another I doozy. Look, I was going to say, I didn't look up another word for it, but I also feel like this is one where the word fits. So, you know, I feel like there's been very few circumstances where the word doesn't fit. So, <laughs> it's just kind of on point at this point. I'm I'm one of these days going to have better words to use, I promise. And I'm going to be in total shock. I'm going to be like, what? <laughs> Uh, I don't think I have any updates, really, before we, like, kind of dive right in. Do you, Sid? No, I don't think I do. Actually, I did get, see an article. Did you see that they found another body at Lake Mead? I did not. I actually haven't looked it up in the last, like, week. Yeah, so I did. Um, That's funny. It just, like, randomly popped in my head. Um, I follow a lot of, like, un- we both follow a lot of, like, unsolved cases. And oh, yeah. And, like, crime con things. and um different groups on Facebook and someone had posted an article. It didn't really give any information, but it was sometime like mid July. So I thought that was pretty wild. Oh yeah. I'm looking and it's the third body to mm-hmm. now wash ashore. Wow. That's so, wild. That's pretty interesting. I feel like we knew that there was going to be some more coming, but I didn't know when. And wild because there's also a lot of like sunken boats that they're finding and that's like wild the pictures are crazy to look at oh I'm gonna have to check that out I didn't look that far into it yeah because I looking it up in this article I found from CNN it has like a sunken boat image and it's like halfway out of the water sticking like straight up oh yeah like the the boat wreck for the south Manitou island yeah. <laughs> Similar? Yeah. Hmm. They also found a World War II era landing craft last month, apparently. Wild. That's suspect. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, they still haven't said anything about the identifying the remains, but it's now a total of three bodies they have found. Wild. Thank you for that update. I wasn't even paying attention. Yeah, I wasn't really, like, going out of my way to pay attention. I just popped up on one of my groups, and I was like, oh, I have to remember to mention this. So I'm happy I did, because I did not write that down. Well, I've been trying to look it up every, like, couple weeks to see if there are any updates. But I figured if there are, it would probably be breaking news that I would see somewhere in social media. But I didn't in the last, like, week or two. So that's good to know, because this is as of just a few days ago. So... Mm-hmm. It'll be about a week since the episode comes out, but <laughs> pretty interesting. I- interesting indeed. Well, uh, with that update said, I will let you kind of take it away and dive into the story. Perfect. Jenna Van Gelderen was 25 years old when she went missing on August 19th, 2017. She was last seen at her parents' house in the Durrid Hills neighborhood in Atlanta, Georgia. Jenna had been house-sitting and watching her parents' 21-year-old cat named Jessie while they were away on vacation. 
this is this was a cat that she was quite fond of. So when the morning of August 19th came and a veterinary nurse had arrived for a scheduled injection on the cat, her family was quite surprised that she didn't answer the door. Upon no answer at the door, the veterinary nurse had called Jenna's brother, Will. When Will had arrived to let in the nurse, he was surprised to see the lights and TV left on with a number of Jenna's items in the home, including her shoes. But her car and cell phone had been gone. Another out-of-the-ordinary item that had been missing from the home was an Egyptian tapestry that hung in the living room. The tapestry was large and heavy and was held in a glass frame on the wall. Although the frame was exactly where it belonged, the tapestry was nowhere to be found. The family had told police that the tapestry was more of sent- had more of sentimental value and had little monetary worth. And they found it quite odd that this had been taken. As the weeks, as the weeks had passed, things continued to be discovered. About two weeks later, on September 5th of 2017, Jenna's dark blue 2010 Mazda 6 had been found about seven miles from her parents' home. The vehicle had been almost out of gas and the driver's seat had been pushed all the way back. Jenna was only 4'11", so there was no way that she could be the one that was driving this vehicle. Um, I'm 5'8", and I, I don't I even say the driver's seat. I'm glad you mentioned that because... It was like, oh, definitely to, you know, accommodate someone taller. And then I went back to reference the height of Jenna. And I'm 5'4", we'll say, roughly, in that area. (laughs) And I definitely cannot sit all the way back. And I have tried in cars when I, like, get in to move someone's car and, like, their seat's all the way back. It is so difficult. Yeah. I can't imagine even being shorter than I am. And being able to reach all the way back. You can't. No. Mm-hmm. Unless the only thing that can make sense to me is, you know, the older cars. Because newer cars, it's like electric to move up and back and forth. The new, the older cars where it just kind of slides, like the bar, like the underneath that slides. I could see, you know, needing to get something or adjusting or something sitting in there after a minute and moving it. That would make sense to me. But if that was how it was driven is a red flag to me. <laughs> yeah. It also seems like even if it was like just the sliding bar or whatever, like it's not really like it slips out of place or anything. Like you kind of have to press that's that true. thing up to move it. So if you're the only person that's driving that vehicle, like normally people I feel like don't move their seats like that really often. Like unless they're like, I don't know. I feel like the only time I do is like if I drop like my card or like my phone and something then I have to, underneath like, there. <laughs> yeah, like change it. But otherwise, I feel like for the most people, they just stay in that wherever they were sitting position forever. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I don't know. Inside of her, the car, it said that her suitcase was found as well as additional items that didn't belong to Jenna. This is something that I wanted to note, but I'm unable to confirm this because some articles had said that the vehicle was basically full of stuff, and then others really don't mention anything being found in the car. So all we know for sure is that the actual vehicle had been found in this location. After I Jenna's, whoop. I was gonna say I also saw multiple articles reference there was a car charger in the car because one of the items left in the home were 
a phone charger. Yeah. And so the family thought it was strange that she would leave without even a charger for her phone. And so there was a car charger found in the car, but it's important to note that it was not a match for her phone. Like it was somebody else's charger. Yeah. And so <laughs> I'm not sure if you'll you'll talk about the two phones situation. Yeah. Okay. So, but we'll get back to this car charger because it doesn't match anything that they know of that she has. So it was like a car charger for an unknown phone. Which is weird because it's like, yes. why? <laughs> I mean, I have multiple, I have a charger for, you know, like my tablet and then a charger for my cell phone but like I don't have just like random other chargers like anymore I feel like once you get rid of the phone you get rid of the old charger right away and I think like I had used to have one for an iPhone and one for an Android I used to and that was when like maybe I was dating someone I don't know if Jacob I think had an Android when we first started dating or like my ex had one or whatever it was that like someone had an Android that was in my car all the time so yeah. I had a charger but it made sense and obviously now if you go in my car there's not one in there so yeah I think like certain situations like that it makes sense but it was like they couldn't figure out where this go- belonged which is a little weird Important to note. Yeah. So after Jenna's disappearance, it was discovered by her parents that she had not only one cell phone um, that was on the family plan, but that she had another on her own private account. So she had two phones. Her second phone had pinged on the morning she had vanished about 20 miles away in Fairburn, Georgia, around the same time that this cell phone had pinged, her vehicle had also been spotted by a license plate reader in Atlanta. So police are kind of unsure if Jenna was in the vehicle when her with her phone at that time, but it is said to be unlikely that both the car and the phone were in the same place. So what was the reason for her to have two phones? Obviously a big question. In the recent months, but really in the last year, life really changed for Jenna. In 2016, Jenna had been diagnosed with autism, but this was like high functioning autism where it was more showing in like her communication or social difficulties. Um, She previously had been diagnosed with a nonverbal learning disability at a young age. So they kind of go hand in hand in a way. One thing that this really caused Jenna to be a little bit over trusting in her friendships and maybe being worried because she hadn't had many friends and didn't want to lose those friends that she did have, that she would just give them her full trust. Six months before her disappearance, an example of this overtrusting had taken place. Jenna had stole s- stolen $3,000 from a pet store that she'd been employed at. Although the details aren't all completely there, Basically, she'd been convinced by friends to take this money, which led to her termination at this pet store. It was then discovered that there was a number of money transfers that she'd been making to someone through a Western Union account. They had started in 2015 and then had stopped in the months prior to her disappearance. Jenna's father had started accessing her phone records during this time, which really upset her that they weren't trusting her anymore. So she moved out of her parents in, with, and in with a friend 
And then shortly after this is when she had purchased this second phone and was communicating with her friends on this other phone. So that way her parents didn't know or were unable to get those phone records. So it didn't come out until after her disappearance that she had the second phone, though. That's it's really interesting because she is obviously a grown adult, but with her high functioning autism, I'm sure her parents felt very overprotective of her and wanting to keep an eye on things. And knowing that her her autism was affected in ways of like communication and social interactions and and being over trusting could definitely understand why they were keeping an eye on her the way they were, making sure that no one was taking advantage of her continuously, especially after her the incident with her job. I mean, yeah, that's that's a major issue. And uh, I hadn't seen a reason. I couldn't find a reason why she had a second phone. And so I was unaware of that. But that's, to me, even not apparent quite yet. But I think it would make sense to want to keep an eye on your child and make sure that, especially even though they're an adult, with Jenna's circumstances, that she's not being taken advantage of. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was, I mean, really the main reason behind all of it. And it was surprising, I guess, that she kind of took everything into her own hands and was like, all right, well, if you guys are going to watch these phone records, then I'm just going to get another phone. Right. That's, and, like, the fact that, like, it didn't come out because she was so close with her family. Like, it just seemed, I don't know, I don't feel like that'd be something I'd be able to hide. I feel like I would yeah. somehow be, like, pull out the wrong phone or something. And then Same. Be like, <laughs> what is going on? Same. Her phone records were able to be accessed for both of these phones. And on that second phone, there had been someone pressuring her to leave her parents' house that night and return to her home that she was living with a friend. However, it said that this individual is basically unknown. So I had read in a couple articles, and then I had also watched an Oxygen episode, which is just like a 20-minute episode of Searching For where her father had said that they really couldn't figure out who some of the people that she'd been talking with were. It didn't go into, like, great detail, but I don't know if they were going under, like, different or, like, fake names that then they couldn't actually ping this to a specific person, or if it was, like, the way that she was contacting them was on, like, and I don't know this for sure, but if it was, like, WhatsApp or, like, a number that they couldn't lead anything to. um, Yeah. But they really didn't know who these people were. I also saw they accessed her social, her brother and her father accessed her social mm-hmm. media pages and Google Hangouts. And I don't know. It's been a long time since I've used Google Hangouts. So I don't know how it works. <laughs> but like you mentioned just like, WhatsApp and stuff. I feel like it's very easy on certain things like that to be kind of anonymous. Yeah. To a, to a third party who might look in. Yeah, like, I mean, because you can change, so it'd really be, like, whatever you make the account under, so if you make, like, a, whatever email address you put that account number on, then it gives you a number. And it could just be, like, a random name, or, like, a screen name or something. Yeah, like, there's too many questions with it, which I I think is really interesting that they're still not able to figure out exactly who these people were, and it seemed like there was, you know, there was obviously one person that was pressuring her that night. But there was multiple other people on there that they were unable to connect to any single person that was one of her friends, 
which is super bizarre. Absolutely. And although there have been no confessions, no arrests, and Jenna or her body have never been found, in September of 2021, her family had made a petition to declare her dead, as they are basically certain that she was murdered at this point. There is a $50,000 reward for information in Jenna's disappearance, and they do have tip, like a tip line where they can be called in or they can be emailed in terms of any information leading to anything of where she is. Do yeah, I, have, I was going to say, I wrote down the, the county police number for any tips or information. Just, you know, on the happenstance chance that someone listening was in the area or know something uh so i can give the number and we'll also include it in our sources so like the summary of this episode because i think that's really important for ongoing investigations that we moving forward try to include that information um but the phone number is 770-724-7715 Again, it'll be in our sources page. And I also saw her family still has an active Facebook page dedicated to this. It's Help Find Jenna, and I'm going to butcher this last name, Van Gelderen. Yes. I guess, do you have anything else to add? Otherwise, I wanted to talk about, I guess, some theories that are kind of out there of what. I don't think so. I had mentioned the phone charger in the car being found. Um, that was just the, what I was referencing with the two phones. It didn't match yeah. either of those phones. And, yeah, that's really all I else I had. It's okay. interesting, the whole um, phone pinging at in one location and her car plate being seen at another location. They are, like, close enough where it could be questionable, but they're still, like, 50-plus minutes away. Yeah, I feel like the chances of that would be, like, super Very slim, slim. that it picked up at that tower and pinged from yeah. that tower and not a closer one. So, what I had read was basically it's believed that she could have been with one or the other or neither. But they more than likely believe she wasn't with both. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like the chances of that would be very, very slim. Yeah. It is weird, though. And also the big thing, and this is actually how I had found this case, I was looking at, like, unsolved cases or Googling unsolved cases that had, like, weird pieces of information. I don't even know how I came to this, but it was, like, weird pieces of information. I like, do this details so often. <laughs> that didn't make sense, like, details that they have no idea. So, like, the big thing with this case is that tapestry that went missing. Like, they don't understand why this tapestry was taken, it, like, at all. They don't know if, like, somebody came in and was thinking that, like, they stole her out of there or if they think that Jenna took it and was going to give it to one of these friends or something, thinking that it was worth more of a monetary value. But, like, there's a lot of just unanswered questions and, like, more questions that go around the tapestry. And that's, like, a huge thing that, like, oxygen articles focus on when they write about this case that's so interesting but it's 
like for no reason nobody knows why this thing was taken and also it's just like i guess um in the video that i had watched with her father he's like this thing was like heavy like it would have taken a couple people to move this out like not something that even jenna could have taken probably by herself like someone else had to have come into the house to move i also saw to get the tapestry out of the case they had to physically you would have to physically take the case off the wall remove Mm -hmm. the tapestry and then the case was found back placed back on the wall yeah so it was weird because it was like the glass case was empty on the wall still so someone returned the case back to the wall which i thought was also strange it kind of makes me feel like it would have been Jenna then. But if you mentioned it being heavy, she definitely couldn't have done it on her own. Yeah, so that's, like, one of the things, like, because it wouldn't, I don't want to say it would make sense, but, like, a theory of her taking it, you know, giving it to a friend, thinking that they could get some money off of it or something, I don't feel like would be far-fetched. But I think that whoever was that friend would have had to come into the house and actually, like, help with it. Or, like, two people would have had to come in, and then she left with them. Yeah. Um, and it, they don't really know, like, who these friends were at all. So we can't say, you know, that they were shady individuals other than, you know, the whole money circumstance. Like, but if she was actually murdered, there's also a bunch of theories out there that she, like, just got frustrated with her parents and just, like, moved on and has a new life somewhere. Which I think is uh, rather interesting. I also agree that that's an interesting theory. Um, I'm not sure that that's the case here, but it's definitely out there. There is, I had read something and I was just like in, there was another podcast that had focused on this that I was reading into some of their theories. And then I was also on Reddit reading some of the crazy theories. Um, there is something like of her hanging out with these individuals and then they ended up being like human traffickers and like that she ended up in somewhere in that. There's oh, interesting. Like, all kinds of just crazy things that you could think of. But it's also like one of those things that fits the bill for like anytime anyone goes missing, I would say. You know, did they just run off and yeah. start a new life? Did they get caught up with the wrong people and that person got pissed off with them did they literally just get kidnapped and are somewhere in a human trafficking ring like I feel like they apply to like every missing person's case unfortunately yeah and I like personally after falling down this deep hole and looking over all the family's posts in the last couple years on Facebook or a good chunk of them I'm not super convinced that she would have just left and started a new life I think for some of these cases it's a very strong possibility I don't feel that way in this case I feel like there were no signs of her wanting to start a new life and if she did I think sometimes there are like I think there are those signs you know what I mean or where people are like looking into like living off the grid and like all this kind of weird stuff And they just kind of go MIA and disappear. And I don't think that's the case. I think with her mental handicap hurt, she was still high functioning. So it's not like she had mental health issues. It was 
it was a cognitive issue and it really affected more social interactions. So, so I know sometimes like mental health issues could be a reason for these situations. I don't really see that here personally. No, I think the only thing that like kind of would clue in and this could be like the whole reason why it's even out there is getting a second cell phone. But that's like the yes. only thing that I think would even be like cluing in, like trying to have like a secret life or move on and have a new life but there was a reason why she got that phone she didn't want her parents to have access to those things and to be able to watch her basically and see what she's doing yeah and after you explained that that made a lot more sense because I was a little confused prior to that yeah and that did so there was I had found I think one or two articles that focused on it but I got that information through that oxygen up episode so that actually really helped because I feel like it gave a lot more details that weren't out there because there are yeah. a lot of, like unanswered questions on this. And I think it's a mixture of the police department. Um, one of the detectives had kind of talked on that episode and like they know stuff, but they're not really releasing it. They claim that they do have, you know, suspects or people or people of interest, but I don't think they've ever released those names, which I think is kind of interesting. Absolutely. Um, they don't have enough evidence really against them, but they do have people out there. So I think that's part of the reason why it is so secretive, because they don't want to release a name and then the whole thing gets botched. That person's off the grid. I don't know. They come yeah. up with some crazy alibi, whatever the case is, whatever the case is. But No, that makes sense. It's yeah. uh, an interesting one for sure. I would have to agree. Yeah, I, I, I had, like I said, I had never heard of this case before, and it was, I like, and it sounds awful saying, because I obviously don't enjoy covering these cases, but I, I do like covering cases that get out there and this information where you don't easily hear a lot of information out there about it. You know, mm-hmm. this isn't one that was all over tablets and all over the news, and I think getting Jenna's story out there and her family's is very important because maybe someone does know something, obviously. Yes. So that's, that's always the case. Somebody knows something. We just need to figure out who that somebody is. I agree. Listen, I <laughs> I texted you this week and said I started watching that cold case files on yes. Netflix. And it has stats on the number of unsolved murders at any given point in time in America is like more than 158,000 cases, which is insane. And it said, you know, once they become cold cases, it had statistics. Basically once they become cold cases, less than 1% of cases become solved. And so I've watched three episodes now and it's wild to see one little thing breaks open a case of 30 40 years Mm -hmm. and you get answers on something that you thought you would never have answers on (laughs) and it's 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 like super wild one person saw something and finally comes forward one person uh a new detective looks into it and finds new fingerprint and runs it through a database uh you know what i mean like just things like that it's so wild yeah and that's that's i mean it's crazy, like, because you don't even, you might not think it's not a big deal, but then you think about it and you're like, 
oh, let me come forward this. And it is a huge deal. Or like these detectives, you know, they look at these cases for 15 years and they're just looking at the same crap. But then if you have somebody else come in and look at it from a different perspective, they find something else. Like, it's crazy how that works. Literally crazy how that works. Absolutely. So I'm hopeful, you know, every case someone knows something and it's just one little thing that will break it open. Yeah. Hopefully this is one where someone knows something comes forward and says something and Jenna's family can get some answers. Yes, that would be amazing. Well, if that is all you have on this one, why don't you hit me with some jokes and facts? What do you want first? Let's do a fact first. Go back to the fact first, yeah. (laughs) Amazon sells 51 different brands of tortilla chips on its website. Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't know why, but I feel like that's a lot. That is a lot. Have you ever bought food or anything off Amazon? Snacks or anything? uh, I think the only thing, I guess, that, like, and I don't even think it would necessarily um, classify under this is those, like, uh, what the fuck? Like, the liquid IVs. Oh. But I think that's it. Yeah, I don't think I've ever purchased snacks through Amazon. No, I know that you can, but, like, I've never actually... I saw a rumor that one of those, you know, like, the Amazon grocery stores that are starting to pop up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a rumor that one of those is going to be coming to our area in the next year or so. Interesting. And I would definitely check it out. But I'm so sketchy about ordering food online like that. I feel like if it's like I guess it's like snacks, snacks it's though, different. like it's a little bit different. But my dad was during COVID. My dad was ordering everything. He'll probably text me if I'm wrong, but I know he was ordering like cleaning supplies and all that, so he wouldn't didn't have to go to the store except for like perishables. But I also thought he was getting like canned goods and things like that off Amazon. So goods. yeah, like stuff like that. I do like. um and I actually do this, I feel like, pretty often, like, face wash or, like, body wash and stuff. If I forget about it at the store, you can just order it on Prime, and then it comes, you know, within 24 hours. <laughs> but, this is very true. I <laughs> I do love that feature on Prime <laughs> when I'm like, oh, crap, I forgot this item, mm-hmm. and I don't want to go to the store, but if I can have it in 24 hours and I'm good. <laughs> yep. And then you have, like, where you can get, like, the larger packs of stuff. So, you know, I'm going to look get, up like, tortilla chips when I get off this. Three packages of soap, you know, instead of just one. Like, they have, like, the combo packs. Yeah. But, okay. no, not not food. I might, I might check this out. Stay tuned, folks. <laughs> Maybe I'll have an update. <laughs> Love it. Okay, hit me with the joke. All right, so this is um from my coworker. She's okay. been, been listening. She gets the the jokes on the bottom of her applesauce packs, <laughs> and when I'm in the office, she always tells me them. And so I wasn't in the office this this day, but it was related. And she sent me a picture of the bottom and said, <laughs> "Use it for the podcast." So shout out Nicole. Thanks, uh, Nicole. Why do you call Why do you call emergency cheese? Why do you call emergency cheese? Why do you call emergency cheese? I don't know why. Just in case, though. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) 
That was very fitting. <laughs> yes. I was like, because sometimes, like, well, she'll send them to me, or I'll be sitting next to her and she'll tell me the jokes. And, like, we had a pack. Uh, we thought the entire box was just, like, ocean jokes or, like, water jokes. Like, they were all, like, about seashells and <laughs> the beach and stuff. So, it's funny. So, hopefully, we'll have more uh, tacos and tequila related jokes in this one even though these are like children applesauce packs so probably not but maybe mexican food themed it'd be pretty cool i agree well folks you can find us on facebook tacos and tequila podcast you can find us on instagram at just tacos and tequila we also have a website, tacosandtequiliapodcast.com, has links to all our episodes as well as our sources, and uh, we'll be posting on there regularly. I've been staying up to date, and I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> yes. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, make sure you leave a five-star rating and a review. Um, I was telling Peyton, I think we're going to do like a little contest and see you know have you guys send me your five star submissions and then we'll send someone a pretty cool prize who gets just picked out randomly yes just to get them popping i agree and you know we love to see the feedback so it's greatly appreciated helps us get noticed i think you mentioned that (laughs) yes and it's just cool to see um i know i've had some people reach out on instagram in the past couple weeks um, tell us what they like, how everything's been going, how they enjoy the podcast, blah, 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 blah. And it's really cool. It makes, it just makes my day so much better. So I agree. appreciate the feedback. Yes. And I joke that Sydney's on Instagram way more. If it is a really good message like that, Sydney definitely screenshots and sends my way. <laughs> yeah. I guess, I feel- or the bad messages I also get, but <laughs> message I think there's been one but it's fine <laughs> uh yes I usually screenshot them to pay and I think <laughs> there wasn't I don't think I screenshot to do the one this week but I told you about it and like I usually yes. give her a heads up about it yeah so it, it's not I we both see it is what I'm trying to say <laughs> yes so keep doing it it's cool yeah I have nothing else to add Sid do you no I don't think so sweet then I think we will talk to you folks next week. Bye. Bye. Mwahahaha.